What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Loami Richardson. In this episode of Just My Thoughts, we're going to talk about when dreams are shattered. It's your host, Loami Richardson. I just want to thank you so much for tuning in with me today. Uh, it's been a while since the last time I dropped a podcast, but so much has been happening and transpiring since the last time you heard from me that I wanted to take this episode to really share what's been going on in my life. Um, as you guys well know, I'm in the process of publishing a book. Um, it is almost finished, so I, I will be discussing a little bit more about that in a future podcast episode. But I really wanted to uh, uh, really chime in on what's been happening to me personally. As you guys well know, I've been uh, working hard to finish my degree, which I did. I'm super grateful for the opportunity to graduate from uh, one of the top HBCUs in the country. Shout out to Oakwood University. OU. <laughs> Um, and since that time, I've, you know, really had a five year plan set out for myself. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying, and, and I'm probably butchering the saying, but it says that, you know, if you want to make God laugh, right, you tell him your plans. And well, I laid out my plans to God and I, you know, kind of let him know what I, my goals and my vision and what I wanted to accomplish in the next five years. And one of my major goals was to get out of debt. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think God, uh, if we're being honest, God wants his people to be free, not just free from sin and free from uh, uh, doubt and fear, but he wants us to be financially free. He wants to be free from any diseases. He wants us to be completely made whole in him. And I really, truly believe that. Um, I have very unapologetic about my faith and everything that I do is in the lens of my faith, my belief system, uh, my religious views. And I try to uh, make my life as practical as possible when it comes to how I understand the Bible and how I make decisions in my life. And so as I you know, told God, hey, this is my five-year plan. My major goal was to try to get out of debt and by year five, uh, make a residual income where I can save at least half a year's salary and then put my full-time effort into the community um, and, and really make an impact the way that uh, God has pressed upon my heart to do. Um, and so since I graduated uh, college, you know, the next step is to go out and look for a job. Now, if you guys don't know anything about my life, um, you will know not only am I a preacher, not only have I had the opportunity to really go out and travel the world and preach um, and inspire young and old alike to uh, to learn how to navigate in this difficult world through the gospel. Um I've also been a youth counselor, summer camp counselor, after school counselor. Uh, I really have a strong passion for young people as a whole. I truly believe that they are the future. They have this ze the, the zealousness that they want to change the world. The, the issue is, is that I've seen so many young people kind of get distracted by, you know, entertainment and the music industry and all of these uh, false uh, narratives and realities of what life really entails, right? They don't really fully understand how to use their intellect, their their influence, and understand their purpose and how they can make an impact, not only in, in the lives that they, they come in contact with on an immediate basis, but how they can make an impact in their communities. And so that has been my life calling. I've been uh, working as a summer camp counselor for almost 15 years for the county, Orange County here in Florida. 
And uh, I worked for for the city of Maitland, from the Jewish Community Center. I've worked for the uh, YMCA. Uh, I volunteered at the Boys and Girls Club um, and uh, worked for the city of Orlando. I worked as a substitute teacher. And as I've worked with uh, young people uh, over the years, um, I've just had God has really carved a niche for me to really uh, figure out a way to impact them. And I always figured it would be through the form of education. And so after I graduated, right, the next step, as I mentioned, is for you to find a job. And, you know, as uh, you update your resume, you go on Indeed.com, you, you know, you give your reference letters to people, you know, you get reference letters from from different individuals and you're hoping to find a job. And uh, lo and behold, I had the awesome opportunity to find a job working for the city of Orlando. And uh, as I uh, went to this interview, I killed the interview. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to front. I killed the interview. And uh, they was just super impressed by my resume, the work that I have done in the community and so forth and so uh, and so on. Um, now, mind you, it, it wasn't a great paying job, but it was definitely going to be far more financially stable for me. Uh, one of the, uh, the the cons of being an independent contractor and being an independent speaker and and being reliant on speaking appointments is that one month you would do very well financially and the next month you may not do so well. Um, and so this uh, part of my five year plan was to try to find a full time job with benefits um, and, you know, try to establish myself financially and uh, give myself some sort of um, cushion moving forward and try to knock out some of this debt that I wanted to get out of um, by the time that uh, my five year plan concluded. And so working for the city had great benefits. You know, the pay was above average, um, at least for what I was making before. It was definitely a, a pay grade. And I was excited because this uh, opportunity for me to work with young people, uh, this program was really going to harp in and really focus on helping uh, 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 high schoolers, 11th and, and 12th graders, uh, the ages of 17 and 18, uh, to teach them how to uh, enter into the workforce. So targeting more specifically the kids who won't be able to go to college and will be able to uh, gather work experience, how to create their resume, how to dress up for it for interviews and uh, create internship opportunities while they're in high school. So by the time they graduate uh, high school, they have a resume, they have work experience, they know how to conduct themselves in interviews and, and so forth. There's a lot of character building, right, in the lens of 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 the workforce. And so I was super excited about that. I was going to have classroom time and, and teach them the principles on how to navigate themselves in the real world. And I was super excited. And obviously you all, we all know that with any job, you have to do a background check. You have to do a drug test and all those stuff. Right. And so, as I mentioned, I've worked for this County for orange County here in Florida uh, for over 15 years. And every single time that I have worked for the County, I had to do a background check, and I've always been hired to work with kids. And uh, during this hiring process, I was still employed as a substitute teacher working for the county. And so, you know, uh, the pandemic hit and uh, everything just went out of whack. As you guys know, if you, you were all experiencing this pandemic, and we've all been affected by it one way or another. And um, obviously the job, by the time I got hired, the pandemic hit, there was a very uh, my hiring process was prolonged. 
And so by the time that I did my background check and my fingerprinting and everything like that, uh, there was a, a long delay. Well, long story short, I get an email or I get a phone call actually. And it was telling me that my, my background check came back flagged. And as a result, I will no longer be considered for the position. And I was a little bit confused. I was like, well, what came back flagged? Well, they said, well, there's a purged record that was shown um, in your background screening. Now, mind you, uh, the county, uh, because of the pandemic, did not go uh, utilize the, the, the whoever their service provider is in regards to who typically does the fingerprinting. They exported that uh, that fingerprinting um, process to another company. It was a third party that they were using. So I was kind of confused and I told them, I was like, well, you do know that I'm a substitute teacher and I've never had any issues with my background checks. They was like, well, technically you're not supposed to even be working as a substitute teacher, but there's an appeal process that you can go through. And if you win the appeal process, then we'll remove the flag and you can, you know, continue to pursue um, this job. So you can imagine, right? I worked so hard to find a job that I felt inspired to do that, that paid well, that, you know, had all these benefits. And for me, it was a no brainer. Like they can see that I've worked for the County and for the city for so long. Well, make a long story even shorter because I don't want to waste too much of your time today. And, and I just want to get to the point of why I've created this podcast, because again, we're talking about injustice and we're talking about this uh, systemic uh, the, the issues within the system that doesn't allow for true progress to take place. And I wanted to share my personal story so that way you can kind of have a better understanding as to how this system is flawed. So um, I'm racking my brain. I kind of look at the appeal process and the appeal process. I have to give them my resume. I have to give them five references, character references. I have to uh, write an appeal myself. And um, but before I did all that, I contacted the, the gentleman who was in charge of the decision of why he flagged me. And um, it was a it got a little hostile. And, and you know, when I asked, you said, well, there was five questions that that was on the um, survey and you said no to all of them. And and I was like, well, legally, I don't have to disclaim that I have a purged juvenile record. Um, by law, in the state of Florida, you do not have to disclose uh, a purged or a juvenile record, purge or expunged juvenile record in the state of Florida. And so, mind you, I've worked with kids as a summer camp counselor, after you know, after school counselor, substitute teacher. I've worked with kids in every capacity for the last 15 years with this same county. He looks at my record. He looks at my at all of the fingerprinting and he said, oh, wow, you fingerprinted multiple times with the county. I was like, yeah. So what's the problem? He said, well, you should have disclosed it. I was like, I've never disclosed it before. And now you're telling me I should have disclosed it because I should have simply disclosed it. He said, well, yeah, that's what you should have done. And he even went as far as to tell me that in 2006, they flagged me 2006. They flagged me. And they removed the flag and proceeded to hire me to work as a summer account counselor for the city of Maitland. So you can imagine I'm baffled right now. I'm like, so you're going to tell me that you flagged me almost 10 years ago, you know, over 10 years ago, proceeded to hire me and you can't remove that flag now. He said, nope, we're going to have to go through the appeal process. I said, listen, you know, when I was a juvenile, 
And my probation officer told me, he said, I don't ever have to disclose this. And by the time I'm 25 years old, it is purged from my record. It's, it's removed completely because mind you, the state has no ability to receive a juvenile record. They have no access to that. It's kind of a blip in, in the system. So they see that there's something there, but they can't ha have access to it. So the only way that they can get access to this information is if I personally go and get my rap sheet, go to the juvenile courthouse and provide that information to them. Okay. And then I have to write out a description as to what happened in those incidents. And now, mind you, this is over 20 years ago. I don't even remember what I did last month, more or less. You want me to write descriptive details as to what happened almost 20, uh, 20 years ago. But that was a part of the appeal process. And with the appeal within the county, you only have one shot, right? It's one strike, you're out. And I remember telling him, I was like, hey, listen, during that time, my PO, my probation officer and my lawyer, you know, because I did have a, a, well, public defender, right? Public uh, defender told me I don't ever have to disclose it. He was like, oh, well, if you have a lawyer who said that, if you can get that in documentation, that will go a long way in your appeal process and reversing in this appeal. So I took him by his word. I hired a lawyer and it cost me $1,500. And in this pandemic, in this climate, right? Money is really hard to come about. And, but I was so passionate about trying to get this appeal reversed because I really did want to work this job and I wanted to clear my name. Um, the lawyer was kind of confused as to why they did what they did, but he, he was phenomenal in, in, in what he could provide. He provided a letter, you know, disclosing the information and all of that. And so I got my five character references. I got my resume. I, I wrote up my appeal letter, my letter from my from my lawyer as well. And uh, to make a long story short, my appeal was denied. And the reason was for simply not disclosing my record. Now, I have this letter in front of me because <laughs> it, it's been some sort of a motivation for me um, because it seems like every time I take a step forward, Life has a tendency to knock you back three steps backwards. And um, I tried to act like this didn't really affect me, but in reality, it really did. Here's a letter from Orange County Public School System. Um, and I'm going to say his name because I have no shame of it. His name is Keith Card. He is a senior specialist in talent acquisition um, um, compliance. He's, he's an, uh, in charge of the talent acquisition for the county. Keith Card, senior specialist. And he says, this is what the letter said. Dear Mr. Richardson, recently you requested an appeal of the decision regarding your eligibility to be considered for employment and a vendor badge granting direct student contact with the Orange County Public Schools. All documents applicable, such as the arrest record, court disposition, your personal statement and your appeal rationale has been thoroughly reviewed and reevaluated consistent with the OCPS, OCPS guidelines and practices. Based on the information you provided within your application, the timeline of events and statements you've supplied, the decision of ineligibility for unemployment and subsequently a vendor badge granting student contact with OCPS remains in effect for failure to disclose criminal history information. Now, mind you, with my resume, they see that I have worked with the county. They've seen that I've worked as a summer camp counselor. They've seen even in the uh, in my in my resume that my whole life work has been based on the situation that has occurred uh, uh, you know the mistakes that I made as a juvenile they see this 
right? They see that he is currently working as a substitute teacher in our county. They see that the reference letters, three of them are from teachers themselves who said, I would not uh, let my class to any other substitute except for Loami. And yet, because I did not disclose it, I not only lost my job as a substitute teacher, but lost the job that I was hired for. So you tell me who's at fault. Where's the consistency? Is there a flaw in the system? Because the same man who saw my, 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 all of my uh, fingerprinting, the history, he saw that and he saw that the county at best has been far inconsistent. And now I'm paying for their mistake. Now, legally, what am I supposed to do? Well, here's the dilemma. There's nothing I can do. I'm kind of isolated. Um, I can go to court and go through the litigation, but that takes months, even years before a decision can be made. And if I lose that case, then I'm billed what not only what my lawyer will you know, charge me, but the county will then countersue me and make them make me pay for their lawyer fees. I'm in a lose-lose situation. In the climate of Black Lives Matter, right? In the climate of justice and the cry for justice, here I am. I am now falling within a system. And, and what really gets to me is that they're telling people like myself that I need to go find work. Well, where am I supposed to work? I've worked so hard to try to make an impact in that community. And I was denied employment for an inconsistency of the state and the county themselves. Now, here's a kicker. One of my biggest dreams was to try to go back to my alma mater, Evans High School, and become a teacher. And this path was going to start the, you know, this, this road I was going to take was going to help me to get to the means to that end. All right. Now, my dream of being a public school teacher, this was my dream, guys, for three years to become a public school teacher and work for a Title I school, which my school is a Title I school. It's a it's a failing school. They've, we've progressed a lot since I've graduated over 15 years ago. But that was my dream. And what kills me is that in the county, there is a shortage of teachers. <laughs> they just uh, over 130 teachers has quit since the pandemic started. Now, mind you, there's there's a need for teachers in the public school system. There's a shortage of teachers. There's more teachers even quitting. And here's a person who wants to work as a teacher, knowing the headaches that comes with it, the stress that comes with being a teacher. Teachers themselves telling me, Loami, I would I, I would not enter into this field because it's it's kind of crazy what's going on. I still wanted to pursue that because I felt indebted to my kids. I felt indebted to my community and I wanted to give back in some capacity and teach the people that I come in contact with that they don't have to make the same mistakes that I made, that you can progress and become better. You can be the best version of yourself. I, that's what my whole book is about, is finding your purpose and your identity told through my experience as a juvenile. I wanted to read to you what I wrote on Facebook, and I'm, we're going to conclude with some final thoughts, but this is what I wrote on Facebook after this whole situation transpired. It says, I would like to take a minute and share my story. 
And I ask that you may please share and tag anyone and everyone you can and know. Please comment any thoughts that you may have and how you can help. I need direction because I feel like I'm all out of options. I want people to know my story. I would love to sit down and talk to you about freedom. I would love to express how my hard work of getting my college degree, investing my time and effort in helping inner city youth combating homelessness and sharing the gospel has led me to be denied employment within the Orange County public school system. I applied, got the interview and got the job. I was excited about this new adventure only for that excitement to turn into disappointment. Not only was I denied employment, but I also lost my job as a substitute teacher in the process. My dream of being a public school teacher for a Title I school, most specifically my desire to possibly teach at my alma mater, Evans High, has been taken away. Why? Because I quote unquote falsified my application for not disclosing my purge and expunge juvenile record for almost 23 years ago. The decision to make me quote unquote ineligible to work for the county was made even after working 15 years as a summer camp counselor, after school counselor, mentor, tutor, and a basketball coach for that same county. Each time I worked, I did the same background check and never disclosed my juvenile record because legally I didn't have to and I never did. It's so bad that they revealed to me that they flagged me in 2006 only for Orange County Public School System uh, uh, schools to remove the flag from my background check and proceeded to hire me as a youth counselor. So please tell me, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to tell the kids that I mentor and coach? That the system is fair? That if you simply apply yourself and work hard, be determined and receive your education that the doors will open up for you? This is a system that I'm fighting against. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I learned from my mistakes and grew from them. I set goals and achieved them. I traveled the world sharing my story in order to inspire. I even wrote a book to help educate teens on how they can find their purpose and calling to be the change the world wants to see. I did everything the right way. Yet you want to convince me that America is about freedom all the while it's denying my dreams? Be the change is what they told me. I changed. I fought. I got educated and even went back to the place I grew up to, uh, at to help people see that America is the land of opportunity only to be denied that opportunity. We need teachers. I want to be a teacher. Now I'm denied being a teacher. Sorry, I can't believe the narrative to trust the system. I did and now my dream of teaching is gone. Now I'm left with a message that is void. We need change. We need education reform. We also need criminal justice reform. It's amazing how one man can determine my fate and deny me a career that I worked so hard to try to get into. I don't know what went to that decision. They saw my resume. They read my character references letters that included pastors, teachers that I substituted for, coaches that I worked with, each person writing highly about me as a person and as a worker only to be denied the ability to work with kids. What's disheartening is that once you go through the appeal process and you lose that appeal, there's nothing that the district can do. It's one strike, you're out. And just like that, I'm not qualified to work with kids any longer. Anyone who knows me knows how devastating this is to me. I'm passionate about the youth. I dedicated my life to them. 
If I'm not qualified to teach them, then who is qualified? I need answers. But more than that, I need solutions. If a purge juvenile record can deny me work and opportunity, then what hope do blacks in this country have? Especially the youth that I might as well say I'm a felon because I feel like I'm being treated like one. That's how I feel. Regardless of your achievements, regardless of your accomplishments, you have always will be forever be known for your mistakes in the past. I feel discriminated against. I really do. What does purge mean if that can still be used against you? What does the FDLE tell you? Don't disclose it. But now out of the blue, one person tells you, well, you should have. It's a joke. Either I'm the greatest liar or someone isn't doing their job correctly. Either way, I'm the one who got the short end of the stick. I'll bounce back. I always do. I always have my faith and trust in God. I just have to take some time to gather my thoughts and recalibrate my goals. But at the moment, I feel defeated. I just want clarity. I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. This is why I'm sharing my story. I'm tired of being silent. And this is why I say Black Lives Matter, because it doesn't matter to them. Then who will it matter to? It matters to me. I spoke to lawyers and they look like they will. Um, I spoke to lawyers and they will look into what that can be done. But in the meantime, I want people to know what is happening in this current system and structure. Thanks again for taking the time to read, sharing and tagging anyone who can help. Blessings. Since this post uh, went viral, has gotten the ear of certain commissioners, certain lawyers, and unfortunately, their hands are pretty much tied. Uh, not because they can't do anything or lend a voice, which they have, but in the midst of um, re-elections, uh, this pandemic it's been really hard for me to get in touch with the people who made these, this, these decisions. But I wanted to share my story with you today, not for sympathy, but to bring awareness to what's really happening, at least from a practical sense. When we talk about justice, when we talk about reform, this is a perfect example why things need to change. We cry that we need more police officers, but yet... There's only a 1% chance of you applying and actually becoming a police officer, at least here in Orange County. They cry that we need more teachers in our public school systems, and especially in our inner youth. Yet, there are hundreds of teachers quitting because they're not being treated fairly. That was my goal. That was my objective. And the same city, same county same country that tells me if I work hard enough, if I get educated, if I can turn my wrongs to right, that every opportunity will be given to you and you can prevail and succeed. Well, what do you do with my story? What do you do when things don't go the way that you expect them to do and the system treats you differently than what you expected when you expected a different outcome? That's what I want to talk to you about. When dreams are shattered, this is my story. And I hope that my story can open up your eyes to the reality of the world that we live in and the system that was created not to allow true progress to take place. But sometimes there's hiccups in the system that causes us to really not to be able to make the progress that's necessary. And so since this time, I've slowly but surely 
have been uh, other opportunities have opened up and I'll talk about that in, uh, in a future podcast. But I wanted to share my story for this reason. What do you do when the system that was created doesn't go the way that you expected it to go? This is my story. I hope you're inspired. Hopefully you can share this with someone. And if you still know anybody who can help, I would greatly appreciate it. But I just wanted to share my story of injustice and how injustice has allowed my dreams to be shattered. Until next time, guys, this is Luami Richardson, and these are just my thoughts. Until next time.